Thank you for listening to the Male Therapist Perspective. My name is Daniel Galarza, and I'm a licensed clinician. I'm here today with my wife, licensed marriage and family therapist, Ruby Galarza. Today we're going to talk about a topic that seems to consistently come up in sessions when dealing with relationships. We're talking about sex and relationships. More importantly, we're going to talk about certain myths, misunderstandings that I believe people have about the role of sex in a healthy relationship. So wife, why do you think this is an important topic to address? As you mentioned, it seems to be a consistent theme that comes up when working with couples. And I have found that there are a lot of misconceptions or in what we're going to describe or talk about today, myths about how sex should be a part of your relationship, what it looks like, how often, um, who initiates. So it's, I think it's a really important topic to really address with your audience. Let's get into the first myth that you and I encounter in therapy. And the first one to me is, is, is the idea that sex is intimacy. So right. in the form that if the relationship is lacking intimacy, that it's going to be resolved by having sex. Right. Or that it simply means that we're just not having enough sex. And that is the intimacy problem in the relationship. And I find that to be a consistent myth. As a matter of fact, I rarely believe that that's the case, that it's a sex issue. Right. Usually the lack of sex in a relationship is a symptom of a bigger issue. And so you may associate it with intimacy, where in large part, there's usually underlined themes there, whether it's trust, whether it's vulnerability, whether it's comfort. Um, the act of sex does not equate to having an intimate relationship with somebody. And I think a lot of people would um, challenge that and say, well, mm -hmm. if we're having sex, it means right. that we are in a good place. If we're not having sex, it's because something is wrong with us. And that's not always the case. No. Uh, if anything, I were to flip the formula. If if a couple has a good intimate connection, they are, right. they're likely to have more sex or to have a better relationship with the sex in the relationship, but not necessarily the other way around, that if we are not connected, then we have to have sex. Right. I know in my, in my case, I tend to notice it a little more with men. They'll associate their habits of wanting to look at other women with the fact that they're not getting enough sex in the relationship, mm. and they want to fix it by having more sex. Mm. That that's the problem. That's the intimate connection that's missing. I'm sure this is true also for some women, it just happens to be that in, in my practice, I tend to notice it more of men associating sex with better intimacy in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think you hit a point there without really saying it, which is what is intimacy, right? And I think that is going to be one of the first things to explore in your relationship because we are socialized or um, there's a value set behind the idea that sex is, again, the the ultimate sign of whether you are having a healthy loving even fun kind of relationship and so we definitely need to take away the idea that sex is a primary factor of whether or not your relationship is a good one yeah so so if anything to nurture healthy intimacy means what are you contributing to the marriage what are you creating in the marriage that keeps the both of you connected that keeps the both of you in love in tune what are you doing to invest in each other yes that is intimacy that's an intimate connection and it could be as simple as 
checking in with each other and having conversations, holding hands, watching shows together, just having certain rituals that only belong to the couple. Right. And that's how you, you build on that intimacy, which ultimately can lead to sex. But I think sex is a component. It's one of many, many things that people can do to have an intimate connection. Yes. And I think one of the things that comes to mind is a concept of quality versus quantity. Life is what it is. And sometimes it takes us in many different directions. And we have many different kinds of responsibilities on our plate and our energy level and our age and all these factors come into play in terms of the frequency we are having sex. But the quality of it really is tied into the intimacy as we mm -hmm. were talking about. Yeah, I, because I, I feel sometimes people end up having sex because they feel they have to. They feel it's, it's an obligation right. in the marriage to have sex. And that's what married people are supposed to do. And it increases yeah. stress. Right. It's, it's not as enjoyable as it potentially could be, right. which leads to the second myth, which is if we're having a lot of sex, the relationship must be good. Right. Why is that not true? Because of all of the reasons we just discussed. It's not necessarily a factor that determines whether your relationship is a healthy one or not. It really is more. Uh, now, you could be having a lot of sex and have an amazing relationship, and that's the best of both worlds, yes, but at the same time, there are many different reasons why people feel, as you mentioned, either obligated, pressured, um, a sense of if I don't have a lot of sex, something is wrong with me. And so it isn't always that straightforward of a connection that if we're having tons of sex, we have an amazing relationship. And if you have both, that's great. Yeah, I sometimes wonder where people get this idea that, you know, in order to have a good relationship, you must have a lot of sex. I don't know if it's a, a media thing where we can watch it in t uh, TV, movies, music, that there's a lot of sexualization in relationships. A lot of it revolves around sex. So it's, it's an interesting thing that it just happens to be that in society, a lot of couples have this idea that it's really important to have a lot of sex or as a symbol of a, of a good, healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. But... um. Not necessarily. I think people can have a lot of sex and have a miserable relationship. Right. And it'd be very superficial, if anything. And so I think a lot of times, you know, you ask, where does this come from? I happen to bump into the messages that, you know, if you're not having sex X amount mm -hmm. of times, then what's wrong with your marriage? Um, or, you know, we are, we just got together and we are having so much sex or the concept of mm -hmm. we're having sex just as much as we did when we first met. All of right. those messages, whether conscious or unconscious, whether it's, you know, social media, whether it's, you know, the media in general, um, just kind of the culture behind sex. And it's always very superficial. Yes. Yeah? So it's the act of physically having sex mm -hmm. without really describing everything else that comes with it. So the that intimate part that we were talking about earlier is usually overshadowed by the physical part. So consistently what we're going to keep talking about is making sure that you understand the difference between the act of having sex and what is intimacy in the relationship. This is important because I think a lot of us are getting just the wrong messages yes. about what intimacy is and what the role that sex plays in it. Yeah, that's why a lot of relationships have a lot of problem because there's this this lack of nurturing intimacy. I, I do sometimes wonder if there are certain people who don't know what, what that even looks like or what it means to nurture the relationship. Right. That they only see it through the lens of sex. Right. Not everything else that comes with connecting with a person emotionally, physically, 
spiritually, whatever it means, having an actual relationship. Yes, and I think that's why I came to you with this topic because I do find in my practice there are a lot of couples that come in with the fixed idea that men should always want sex. Isn't it that, you know, men have sex on their mind 24/7 and because we're not having sex, it becomes this pressure, this question of what's wrong with us if we are not having sex. And so that message that has been put out there, this idea that, you know, boys, men, married, unmarried, straight, not straight, whatever it may be, always think about sex and will do whatever it takes to perform. And I think a lot of times that puts an expectation and stress not only on the man in the relationship, but also their partners. This idea of if this is true, mm -hmm. then what's wrong with me? Right. Then why don't they want to have sex with me? And then that stress in itself becomes a snowball effect of many issues that could arise because of this notion that sex is always on the mind of men. Right. And which, which leads us to the third myth about sex and relationships is that, that it's men who are leading this, this energy about having sex. It's, it does, it puts pressure on men because not everyone has the same sex drive. But the reality is, is that there are also many women who have this impression yes. that this is what men are. This is Absolutely. what they want. This is what they're about. Yes. So women sometimes put themselves in situations where they either question their partners for not wanting more sex right. or they put themselves in situations where they are having more sex than they, would, they personally would like because they feel that that's what their husbands or partners would like or they try to fix intimacy by having more sex because after all, that's what a man needs in a relationship. Right, or utilizing sex as a tool, right? Also saying, well, if this is their main goal, then if I don't mm -hmm. give them sex, maybe it'll fix this. And so it's sex should not be a tool in a relationship one way or another. It should be a natural organic part of the intimacy that we've talked about. And so I think what I am trying to get at is this idea, this expectation of what sex means in whatever kind of relationship you're in sometimes you have to explore that directly with the partner that you're with because it's not the same for everybody. There are people who love and enjoy and have an amazing sex drive. There are other people for whatever reason that are on the other side of the spectrum and that's okay. And so being able to have these open conversations with your partners is very important because if not, then we go into this with false expectations, not understanding each other, and then causing stress in the relationship when it could have been really addressed through a conversation yeah, and understanding one another. One of the main things that we always, we consistently come back to is that relationships are customized to the people in the relationship. Yes. Get to know each other, get to know yourselves, and get to know what's going to work in the relationship, even the, even the topic of sex. But as we were talking about this, I was thinking of those stereotypes or concepts that some women may have that to keep their men happy, they have to have sex with them. Just just a different kind of pressures and outlook about what sex means. Or, or if a man doesn't want to have more sex with me, that there must be something wrong with you. Maybe you're not as desirable right. to the man. In which, in some cases, it's like, no, maybe he's just not interested in the moment or might be going through something or doesn't have a super high sex drive. 
And I do think that goes across the genders. Yeah, mm-hmm. this um, receiving this idea of this is what it looks like, this is what it means, it can become a barrier in the current relationship. And it's important to really, again, one, know yourself, right? I always go back to that. Understanding and knowing the self. What does sex mean to you? How do you enjoy sex? What does that look like for you? And then being able to share that with your partner, but at the same time, also getting to know who your partner is and what that means in your intimate world. And so it's always a two-part job. First, you start with yourself, and then you go ahead and share that with your partner. It's going to be important to truly understand the relationship we as men have about sex. Because I really, really think we're kind of raised in this this world that has us believing that we should be hypersexual beings. When in reality, not everybody has the same sex drive. So understand the biases or the stereotypes or, or just kind of like the beliefs you might have about the role sex has for men. But also after you do that, get to understand what is true for you. What is, what is the reality for you as far as like, what is your outlook? Is it a healthy outlook? Is it unhealthy? What should it look like? What do you want it to be? And then we can break away from whatever stereotypes or kind of grooming we might have had as men to be these, these hypersexual beings. Right. And I think it's the, the partner's job to also be able to explore that on their own as well, is being able to understand that these messages are not concrete definitions or ways that we are supposed to engage in relationships and our sexuality and our sex life. And so it is important for our partners, male or female, to also explore that on the other end because Sometimes we walk into a situation already with stress and pressure and a sense of obligation, not really truly understanding what our partners may need. So maybe we could wrap it up with with addressing two aspects about sex and relationships. Maybe the first one can be what can be contributors to a couple not having as much sex as they would like. So what are some things that could potentially get in the way of a couple's sex life? Oh, I mean, I think we could start with the most normal and basic and real everyday circumstances, right? I think one of the major things is fatigue. Mm -hmm. Um, We work so very hard. And a lot of times we have to play so many different roles in our day that by the time we are able to rest or have that individual time with our partners, we're exhausted. And I do believe that that was one of the major factors. The other thing I do believe is in some relationships, sex isn't the priority, whether it's prioritizing family or vacationing or having certain responsibilities that take you away from that. The need is not there. And so that's okay as well. If you and your partner are on the same page and you understand we're in a life transition or we're in a family transition or, you know, we have a lot of things to juggle and we are satisfied with the amount of sex we have and not feel pressured to have more, I think it's a wonderful thing, again, to engage with your partner and truly understand where we are and how satisfied we are overall with our intimacy in our relationship. Right. So there could be ebbs and flows in how much sex you're having in a relationship. Absolutely. If it's done in a natural way. Because if it happens to be a transitional period or busy for some reason, you might go a month or a month and a half and not have sex and that should be okay. Yes. It, that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the relationship. Those happen to be the circumstances. Right. You can have a month where you had a lot of sex. And that just happened to be that we have the energy, we have the time, we connected. 
yeah. naturally. Yeah. So understand the flow of the re- of the relationship, and that will tell you it will normalize it for you. Mm-hmm. You won't worry like we haven't had sex in a month or so. But I think other factors other than fatigue, I think are is the disconnect that we talked about. Yes. That the the couple doesn't have a genuine intimate connection. That right. they're just trying to have sex for the sake of having sex, but they're not really filling each other out. They're not really well connected and bonded. Another thing I think about is 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 like when I talk about life transitions, you might have little ones at the time. Mm-hmm. And the priority right now is the little ones. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to have to be a little patient that you might not have as active of a sex life as you would like. It will come with time. Right. And I think then we go on to the other end of the spectrum, right? We talked about the everyday normal kinds of issues that might come up that um, affect our sex life. And then we do have some some red flags, right? If we are unhappy in a relationship, if we're feeling as if um, we're taken for granted or we're dissatisfied mm-hmm. for some reason in mm-hmm. a relationship, it is going to decrease your desire for sex with this partner. And so it can be a, a sign or a symptom of something deeper. Again, it's not the quantity of sex, it is the fact that there is something else happening that is impacting our desire right. to be intimate with our partner. Sure. If you're checked out of the marriage, you're mm-hmm. not going to want to have sex with your partner. If you're going through a depressive episode or having a lot of anxiety, sex won't be your priority. Right. You have other things on your mind. Right. So a lot of things have to really, really fall into place in order to have a healthy sex life. Yes. So then we can address what can couples do to have a healthier sex life. And I think we can start with what we're talking about today, which is redefine what a healthy sex life looks like in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's not about a lot of sex. It's not about satisfying one person or another person's sexual drive. It's not just for the sake of having an intimate connection. What does a healthy sex life look like? You're asking me that question? Yes. I want to know. What does it look like? (laughs) You know, I I don't think I know what it looks like, right? It Mm -hmm. looks very different for each couple. And as long as the two of you are honest, you are comfortable, you are satisfied, whatever that may look like for you, then it's it's your healthy. And so I think the things you asked, what can we do to get to that space? I'm always going to go back to this. Know the self and communicate that with your partner and in hope that they also communicate that with you. The moment you understand yourself, what any theme of a relationship means to you and how you move through that theme in your relationship and you're able to express that, it makes it a lot clearer as to what to expect, what is normal, what is healthy for you and and then in turn for the relationship. And so it is a lot about being intimately aware of the self to have intimacy in a relationship. Yeah. So, of course, going back to the concept that it's customized, depends on the people and it depends on the relationship. Mm -hmm. But I do heavily emphasize on making sure that you're a well-connected couple, that you are nurturing the relationship, that you're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Because too many times couples are, they don't realize, but we function kind of like on autopilot where each person stays in their lane doing what they feel they should be doing for the family or for, for themselves. And they forget that they're part of a relationship. They don't function that much as a couple. They function individually and then do couple things on the side Mm -hmm. instead of functioning as a couple Mm -hmm. and doing individual things on the side. Make sure you're well bonded and connected, that the relationship itself is a healthy 
relationship intimately. Mm-hmm. And then that will lead to a healthier sex life. But address that first. Mm-hmm. Do we have a good bond in this relationship? And, and I think a lot of couples might realize that maybe they don't. Right. And I think we just went full circle, right? I think we were bringing it back to real, true intimacy and what that looks like for you and your partner. And um, explore that. Explore that for yourself. Explore that with your partner. If you do not know, develop an understanding of what that is for you. And, you know, talk, talk to people, understand that there are so many different ways to identify and define what is intimacy for you and be okay with whatever it may be that you need in a relationship. All right. Any final thoughts or you're good? I think, I think we touched on some really important themes in this topic. Of course, there's always more to discuss, but I think this is a good start. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. I really think it's an important episode. And I always have an encouragement for men. I encourage men to take a second look and really understand if your relationship with sex is healthy and is your impression of what intimacy is a healthy one or not. So with that, thank you for listening. If you have any thoughts or questions, you can find me on Instagram at The Male Therapist Perspective. Otherwise, thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next time.